Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Sunday night broadcast. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. If you um, need prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call and we'll be happy to pray for you. We have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. And you can always visit our website at prayerinternational.org and post your prayer requests online. So tonight we're going to spend at least the next hour um, worshiping the Lord, um, praying for your needs, um, praying for the nations, interceding on behalf of the nations. Um, today being um, September the 11th, and in the Americas, um, thankful as always that um, there was no major attack or anything else happening. Um, 
you know, <laughs> of, um, and there, there's a difference and, um, depending on where you live and the environment that you become accustomed to, um, not wanting to downplay the tragedy of September the 11th, um, and the, um, thousands of people who died years ago, but, um, in some countries around the world, it's a normal occurrence to have terrorism or um, fighting or war or death. And we never want to forget um, those people who um, live their daily lives um, dealing with tragedy, dealing with um, war and violence. And as always, Father, Lord, we ask that tonight you would strengthen those, Lord, who have placed their trust in you, Father, not knowing that... Um, where their circumstances will lead them, not knowing what's coming around the corner, Father, but always trusting that your hand um, will provide them, Father. For you know whom are yours, Lord, and you said that your sheep will hear your voice, and the voice of a stranger that would not follow them. So, Father, we thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for your mercy upon our lives, Father. We thank you for your protection, and we thank you for your provision, Lord knowing that you are a God who always provides for us, who always protects us, Father, who always leads us beside green pastures and still waters, Lord. And, Father, all the praise tonight, um, all glory, all honor belongs to your Son, Jesus Christ, who was crucified for our sins and raised from the dead, seated at your right hand, with whom you've given the name that is above every name, that at his name, at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue now and forevermore will confess that Jesus Christ alone is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, Father, thank you for your presence tonight. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill the hearts and the lives of every believer listening to the sound of my voice, Father. Lord, that right now you would meet every person um, at the point of their need, Lord, whatever it is that they are needing from you, Father. Lord, we ask, Father, that you would meet them there, Lord, and those that are just seeking a touch from you, Father, Holy Spirit, that you would touch them <clears throat> with your presence. That tonight, Father, you would expand the borders of their hearts for to receive even more from you, Lord, that you would increase their expectation in believing through faith, of what you can do, Lord, for there is nothing impossible for you, Lord. You said that eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which you have prepared for us who love you. So, Father, we rest completely and we rest totally upon the grace that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, and the grace which is revealed through us, Lord, and we yield our lives to you tonight, Father that your will would be done, Father, whether we're coming or going, Father. Lord God, that your will would be done in this earth. This is Prayer International Radio, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, please give us a call. And all who are thirsty And all who are
a lot of the times I have the same opinion as the father, um, but not always. Um, but hopefully most of the time me and him um, do have pretty much the same mindset on most things as far as I hope that I've known him long enough that um, I think the same way he does in many respects. And then there's still many, many areas where we have disagreements and I still have a lot to learn. Um, and a lot to and a lot that still has to be molded and shaped and transformed into him his image. But for the most part, um his grace has been more than sufficient and more than um I could ever deserve or need or or even expect. Um but you know, grace is the unmerited favor of God poured out into our lives. Um and so, um all that being said um, uh, so I was talking about 9-11 and, um, you know, my, um, my wife's oldest son, um, was talking to me yesterday, um, about it because he was, I guess he had been watching the news and he's just expecting that something was going to happen. And I tried to give him a, um, logical breakdown of, um, why nothing would usually probably happen on a Sunday. Um, not because terrorism or anything would rest on the Sabbath, but because the um, effect they want wouldn't be achieved on a day when there's not a lot of people out. But that being said, um, like I was saying at the start of the broadcast, um, you know, one thing I noticed after the attacks is that um, all across the world, um, there's places like Rwanda and Israel and Pakistan, and where fighting and death is a everyday occurrence. It's not like a once and a every now and then um, something happens that shatters people's lives. Um, but in most places, um, or many places, it, it's an everyday occurrence, and people learn to live um, with the knowledge that death could come at any minute. Um, and you know, there's places like America and um, Australia and other places where um, Canada, I guess, um, where death, um, if it comes, isn't more isn't likely to come from a terrorist attack, but from a car accident or something. Um, but you know, the one thing about September 11th, and I was telling my um, stepson today because we were driving down and talking about it after I picked him up. And, you know, something I told him is that, you know, if something happens, no matter what it is, there's really not a whole lot that you can do about it except for be prepared. And being prepared both um, mentally um, as far as knowing what is possible and then at the same time being prepared spiritually and knowing whom it is and whom you believe, knowing who you serve, knowing, um, you know, what perfect story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the book of Daniel. Um, the king wanted um, them to bow down, and they wouldn't. And so the king decided to um, throw them into a furnace, and in his opinion, which would kill them immediately. And they said, sort of like Elijah said on the mountain, when he said, choose this day whom you, whom you will serve. Um, you know, Shadrach, and Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, um, our God is able to deliver us, but even if he's not, we won't serve you. We'll only serve him. And so the king, being extremely furious, um, threw them into the furnace, and then they live through it and you know if a terrorist attack were to happen say um, for example um, I live in um, Plano, Texas which is not too far from downtown Dallas um, I actually uh -huh, by the, ironically by the grace of God I actually work in downtown Dallas now um, and so we'll just take an example that a nuclear bomb goes off in the middle of downtown Dallas, Texas and obliterates the whole thing. Okay. So then what? Um, well, one second I'm at work, and the next second either two things are going to happen. 
I'm going to be standing in the midst of a bunch of, with a bunch of angels around me, guarding me, watching the destruction that happens all about me. Like it says in Psalms 91, where it says, only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wickedness. Or, number two, I'll be standing in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and it will become the happiest day of my entire life, because I will see him in whom I have believed. And either way is good for me. And, you know, and you know that's how you have to look at it, um, life and death. Um is that one minute we're here enjoying our life, having the amazing privilege and pleasure to serve the King and to be a witness and to be an example to the world, to spread the gospel and to spread the light of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Father to a world that is lost and in darkness. And we have the honor and the privilege to be light bringers and to take the word of God to the nations, to those people who may have never heard it before, and to see lives changed, to see nations changed, um, even through our prayers, to be able to see nations shake and bondages be broken, and to see the world transformed around us through our prayer and our agreement with the Father for his will to be done and for the kingdom of God to be manifested upon this earth. And, but you know, um, sooner or later, all of us will breathe our last. And sooner or later, we will stand before him. And so the question doesn't really become okay, what happens if this happens, if this happens? The question is, what are you doing before that moment even comes? Um, are you ready or are you not? Um, you know, I always hated church. Um, well, let me preface that. Um, I always hated going to a church service um, and having a pastor um, give an altar call. And the whole purpose of the altar call was to talk about well, if you die tonight, you know you'll be in heaven. Um, and because to me it seemed like it was more like trying to scare people into the kingdom of God. And, you know, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men into repentance. Um, it's the love of the Father that draws men's hearts. It's not the fear of hell. Because that only goes so far, and then um, people's lives and their hearts aren't really changed that way. Um, it's only when people come to the intimate knowledge of the Lord God that something truly is transformed in their hearts and they become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Um, and so I never liked it when um, too much when um, pastors um, would do that because in some ways it's like, okay, well, I'll say this prayer and then I'll get to go to heaven. And then you miss the whole point of the relationship that salvation was supposed to be all about and the whole reason we're, we're ambassadors of, reconcilia of reconciliation recon reconciling the world unto God. It's not just about having eternal life. It's not um, just about escaping hell because um, hell in the, for the most part is nothing more than the absence of the presence of God and which is the true hell which is the true torment is not um, fire and flames and all that other stuff but it's the separation eternally from the one true Father, from the one true God, um, from the creator of heaven and earth, um, with whom we all have our purpose. Um, even those who don't know the Lord, those who refuse the Lord, their purpose and their reason for existing still lies within him. And so, you know, like um, the Bible talks about the, the bridegrooms, I mean, the um I think it's is it the bridesmaids. Um, I think. Um, anyway, so I don't remember the exact story, um, even though I just read it like ten seconds ago. Um, so these women are waiting for the um, for the guy to come, and um, but they don't have their lamps ready, and so when he comes, some are ready and some aren't. And the question is, are you really ready? And, you know, I say that, and everybody's like, okay, well, I'm saved, I'm ready. 
Um, I've, I've said my prayer. I'm ready. Well, the question is, are you really ready? As far as if the next moment you breathe, you get to stand before him. Do you know him? Do you really know him? Is he, is the Lord God, is he someone whom you've read about or heard about in church? Is he someone whom you've had the knowledge as far as hearing about him and maybe even talking about him or saying a couple prayers? Or are you intimately acquainted with him? Um, you know, Jesus said he no longer calls his servants, but calls his friends, because the servant doesn't know, doesn't know what his master is doing. But the question is, do we really know him? Can we really say that um, our lives can be found in him, that we have communion with him and a fellowship with him? Um, okay, here it is. It's the um, parable of the wise and foolish virgins, uh, Matthew 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, least there not should be there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to shut to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And you know, um, some of the last words of Jesus in Revelations, he pretty much said the same thing. He said, Behold, I come quickly. What should always be, um, he said, Surely I am coming quickly. It should always be the forefront of our knowledge that any minute, any time could be the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have time to try to make ourselves ready and prepare ourselves for him. We need to be ready um, because that moment could come at any moment. And it's not about passing from death to life and just so we have eternal life. It's about the relationship. It's about knowing him. It's just about knowing him. You know, we say we have the mind of Christ, but do we really? The Bible says we're being transformed into his image. You know, I remember a story, um, not really a story. Um, there was this um, pastor, well-respected pastor, actually. Um, and he was talking about how one time um, he was sitting in a study praying and the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit filled, just came into the room. And all of a sudden he looked up because he noticed the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he said, what's wrong? And he could tell that the Holy Spirit was grieved because of something. Because he was so used to his presence that he could almost sense the emotions of him. And you know, the Father has emotions. The Father does get grieved. Um, and, you know, I remember a prayer I used to pray when I was a kid. And, you know, if you pray this, um, it's surprising how much it will change your life. But I remember I used to always ask the Father, I was like, God, I want to feel what you feel. I want to see these people in this world the way you see them. I want my heart to be as one with yours. And I want to experience this world as you do. And I didn't pray that because I wanted to be just like God, but I wanted to feel how he felt. I wanted to, because, you know, we have our own emotions and we have our own thoughts and we have our own perceptions and we see things um, the way a, a human sees something. Um, 
we see so much on the outside of people and we can't really just look right into someone and see their hearts. But, you know, the Bible says that God doesn't look on the outside. He looks at a man's heart and he sees what's really deep inside in there. And that's what he's looking for, is he's looking for your heart. He's looking for what's inside of you. And um, so I would always ask the Father cause that because I always wanted to have his perspective on everything. Um, and, you know, at times we have to literally, um, like one of Jason Upton's songs says, we need to actually go up higher and to the realm of the spiritual, to the spiritual realm so we can get the viewpoint of the Father, so we can look down on our situations, look down on the world around us and see things through his eyes, see those people around us, not the way we would normally see them, but we need to see them through the eyes and the heart of the Father and feel the compassion of the Father. You know, it says that Jesus stood up on this mountain and he looked at the masses who had followed him, um, and it says he was moved with compassion because they were as a sheep with no shepherd. And he would look at people whom he would heal, and he would be moved with this compassion for them. And, you know, it didn't matter if they were saved. It didn't matter if they believed in him. It didn't matter if they had just sinned five minutes ago. He just had compassion on them because they were his. Regardless of what their opinion was, regardless of what their lifestyle were, they still belonged to them, to him. He was still their creator. He was still their maker. He was still their reason for existing, whether they knew it or not. And we need to realize that every person we come in contact with in the same way belongs to him, whether they realize it or not. And he created them for a reason, whether they realize it or not. And at any moment, at any second, this life, um, which the Bible says is but a vapor, it passes and then it's gone. And then we stand before him. At any minute, these people we come in contact with, could that could be it. They could breathe their last, and they're standing before him. And the question is, then what? Because the Bible says every man is appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. And, um, you know, a lot of times I don't pray for people to necessarily get saved. But I pray that the Father would reveal himself to them. Because... When that happens, you can't help but get saved. You can't help but believe. You can't come into the presence of the living God and not be changed. Ever. It's impossible. Because um, transformation is so drastic when you come into the presence and your eyes are open to the knowledge of the King of Kings that the whole world will be transformed and because you'll start seeing things in a new way. This is Prayer International Radio. Um, we're going to need to take a quick break. Our call in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call, and we'll be right back.
right, so we have a prayer request, um, and we'll put this in action, which is um, Minister Grot, um, who has a show on um, Block Talk. Um, his father needs a um, lung transplant and is in um, the ICU at the hospital. So I don't even know where it's at, but it doesn't matter because, you know, God knows where he's at. Don't know how old he is. It's irrelevant because God knows. Actually, God knows the number of every hairs on his head. Um, God knows what's wrong with his lungs. God knows what condition he's in. God knows his vital signs, and he doesn't even have to look at the monitor. But what we do know is that he said to buy his stripes where you're healed. And he left it at that. By his stripes, we are healed. He said, if you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. And he said, whatever things you pray, you ask in prayer, believing you will have the things which you ask. It says in First John, we know that if he hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask of him. So, Father God, Lord, we come to you right now, Father, through your grace, Lord, giving you glory and honor, Lord, and praise to your name, Jesus. Father, and bring it to remembrance your word. This is by your stripes where you're healed, Father. So, Lord, with the authority that you have in heaven and earth that you even place with us, Father, we ask for complete and total healing over Minister Rock's Father right now in the ICU, Lord Father, that right now, Lord, that by your spirit you would perform a miracle, complete and total restor restorative work in his heart and his lungs, Father. Father, right now, Father, that your spirit would fall upon him, Lord, and completely and totally renew his lungs, Father. Father, that even the doctors would be amazed, Father, and have no explanation except for to give you glory and glory to your name, Father. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the blood of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your blood and ask for complete and total healing on his lungs right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Both lungs right now in the name of Jesus Christ, completely and totally restored by the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, thank you for the work you're doing in him right now, Lord. Thank you for your spirit, Father. Thank you, Jesus. For your word being true So um, You know um, We don't really have Much of a um, chance to Teach on prayer um, Chris is actually um, the, More of a prayer Than I am um, Prayer. He spends far more time um, In prayer than I have a chance to Um But, you know, um, when you're praying, sometimes you've got to just leave everything up to the Father. Sometimes you trust Him and let that be it. Not try to figure it out with your head. Not try to figure it out how anything is going to work. But just know and believe what the Word of God says. And leave it up to Him to be Him. Let God be God. Um, give Him the ability be glorified Because it doesn't matter what words you use um, doesn't matter um, How short your prayer is How long your prayer is All that matters is believing That he's able to do exactly what he said You know there's a parable um, Many people would come to Jesus um, And ask for Jesus to heal This person or this person And you know, in this um, one occasion, um, this man came to Jesus and said, my son is extremely ill. Um, can you heal him? And Jesus is like, I'll come. And the man's like, no, I'm not worthy for you to come. And in the end, Jesus said, um, he said that your son was made whole. And, you know, the man had to travel back. And the Bible doesn't say how far he traveled or anything. But by the time he got there, his son was made whole. And, you know, this whole way back, he's having to, um, he had just met with the master, and the master said he would be made whole, and he had to trust in the word of the Lord, that when he got back to his house, 
basically sin would be healed. And, you know, the whole way back, the enemy trying to steal the word that God had planted and to plant seeds of doubt and fear. But he had to stand upon the word and believe the word of God and believe that Jesus was able to do everything that he had said he could do, knowing that um, he's a God who cannot lie, knowing that he is able to do everything and it be and even more than that, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, is the God that we serve. A God of more than enough. Um, more than enough grace. Doubt will stand. More than enough strength. To help us get through whatever's going on in our lives. Um, more power than we could possibly ever comprehend. Um, you know, Jesus said, um, and the garden is, is said to me, he said, do you not think I could call legions of angels if I wanted them to? And, you know, the thought of having thousands of angels just to send upon the garden of to um to prevent the guards from taking Jesus um, is beyond comprehension. But, you know, it was not outside of his power to do it. Even on the cross, I said, if you're the son of God, um, come down from the cross and he very well could have but he didn't because he was there for a reason and he was going to see through to the end that which he started in our lives which was our salvation and our reconciliation with the Father God so um, all that being said you know sometimes when you're praying um, things will just pop in your head and um Nations you've never even thought about praying for will just come to your mind, and you won't know why. But you know, sometimes that's a clue that the Holy Spirit's trying to impart things into you to pray and give you um, guidance for things to pray. There's many times I'll pray for people to get healed on this show, or we'll have minutes and times where we'll just be praying, and I'll just get body parts to start flashing through my head and. Um, you know, they may not always be ones that God's telling me to pray for, but sometimes they are. And so I just, in faith, step out and I start praying for whatever it is that comes across my mind um, and everything the Holy Spirit's speaking to me. Because you never know. He knows exactly um, the people that are out there listening, not even the people who are listening live right now, but, you know, someone who's going to pick up um, and listen to an archive of this show maybe five days from now or a month from now. And we could pray something even now that could affect their lives and be praying something. And for them, even though they're not listening right now. So anyway, um, this is for International Radio. We're coming across the um, 10 o'clock hour. So um, we are going to um, probably stop the broadcast now because I actually have to get in bed and go to work really early in the morning. Um, but as always, we'll be back tomorrow night at, um, nine o'clock. Um, so if you need prayer for anything, um, after the broadcast is over, please email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can always, um, go to the website, which is prayerinternational.org, and, um, you can put in a prayer request online, and then we'll immediately get it. So, um... Until then, we'll be praying that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, that he'll strengthen you with all might through his spirit in your inner man, that you would be rooted and grounded in love, to know the love of God, which surpasses knowledge, that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light, that you would know what is the hope of his calling, that you would be able to fully comprehend his power toward us who believe in him, and his faithfulness to those who have put their trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.